Welcome to Living the Good Life Podcast, where we bring you messages, thoughts, and advice for living the good life. Today's message is brought to us by Brother Larry Dishman. I'm going to ask you to take your Bibles and turn with us over to the book of Proverbs, chapter 27. Verse number one, boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. The pull of this world can easily steal our affections away, cause us to live for the wrong things. But believers must live in the light of eternity. And my message deals with the subject, live like you're dying. You realize most people are not living like they're dying. Sinners definitely are not living like they're dying. Backsliders are not living like they're dying. And friend, that's not all. Many professing Christians really do not live like they're dying. What are you doing with your life? Think about it seriously. Are you living your life with direction and purpose or are you just living your life aimlessly? There was an interesting survey done among college students and they were asked if you could know the exact date of your death, would you want to know? And 87% of those college students said, no, I would not want to know. So what do we do with this brief time that's been granted to us here in this life? How we live has an impact on eternity. We believe that what we do with our brief lives is important to us It's important to others, and it's also important to God. Live like you're dying. You know, life is so short. 1 Peter 1, for all flesh is as grass, and the glory of a man is the flower of grass. The grass withereth, and the flower thereof falleth away. And then the psalm said, in the 90th chapter, verse number 10, the days of our years are threescore years and ten and that by reason of strength they be fourscore years, yet is their strength labor and sorrow, for it is soon cut off and we fly away. I realize more and more how frail our life really is. Amen. This life is so frail. The psalmist said in the 39th chapter and verse number four, Lord, Make me to know mine end and the measure of my days. What it is that I may know how frail I am. Many of us live with the notion that what we don't know won't hurt us. But it does matter in the end. When I was young, I heard older people say things like, this as you get older seems like life just speeds up and it goes faster and faster i thought you're crazy i didn't think i'd ever turn 16. life wasn't going fast for me but i promise you friend 
the years are speeding up. It really seems that way. It just speeds up as you get older. And I, I suspect that most of us, if we haven't already, one day is going to wake up and say, where'd my life go to? Where was, where'd it go? Some of us already think that, don't we? We think about our age. We can't imagine that this many years have went by. Amen? Apart from the second coming of Jesus Christ in one's lifetime, the death rate is still 100%. With all the improvements in medical science, they've not changed that to 99%. It's still 100%. You know why? Because the seeds of death are in our nature. Every time a baby's born, that's the guaranteeing of a new grave. And Ecclesiastes 8, chapter and verse number 8 says, There's no man that hath power over the spirit to retain the spirit, neither hath he power in the days of death, and there's no discharge in that war, neither shall wickedness deliver those that are given to it. But even if you're in perfect health, we're still living in the last days. That's what Hebrews said in the first chapter in verse number one, God who at sundry times in divers manners spake in times past unto the fathers by the prophets hath in these last days spoken to us by his son whom he appointed heir of all things by whom he also made the worlds. We're to live as if we're expecting Jesus to come every day. Have you been living that way? That's the way we're supposed to live. Live like every day is going to be our last and live like you're dying. It's pretty serious in 2 Peter 3, 9 where he said, the Lord is not slack concerning his promises as some men count slackness but as long suffering to us we're not willing that any should perish but all should come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in which uh, the heavens shall pass away with a great noise and the elements shall melt with fervent heat and the earth also and the works that therein shall be burned up. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in all holy conversation and godliness? Looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day of God when the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, according to his promise, we look for new heavens and new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that you look for such things, be diligent. Think about that. Seeing that we know such things, seeing that we look for such things, be diligent that you may be found of him in peace without spot and blameless. He tells us in verse number 11, sin then all these things shall be dissolved. What manner of persons ought you to be in all holy conversation and godliness? So the first challenge to live like we're dying is simply seize the day that God has given you. Some people just refer to this verse on Sunday, but I believe it's every day. 
in Psalms 118:24, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us be glad and rejoice in it. Amen. The Lord expects to find us prepared when he returns. The only way we can really be prepared when he returns is to live like we're dying. Live like we're expecting the Lord to come every single day. I often think about those 10 virgins in the book of Matthew, the 25th chapter, verses 1 through 13, where he talks about five of them were foolish and five were wise. But the Bible does let us know that all of them slumbered and slept. There was a cry made. Behold, the bridegroom cometh, go ye out to meet him. They all arose and trimmed their lamps. But the foolish said to the wise, give us of your oil for our lamps have gone out. See, if we're living like we're dying, we're not gonna let our lamps go out. If we're living like we're expecting the return of Christ, we're not gonna let our lamps go out. In fact, we're gonna keep them trimmed up. We're gonna keep our light burning brightly for Jesus Christ. We're supposed to be doing his will when he returns, will we? Is he gonna find us doing his will? Is he gonna find us in the center of his will when he returns? Are we truly living like we're dying? We're supposed to be doing his will when he returns, Matthew 24, 45, who then is that faithful and wise servant whom his Lord hath made ruler over his household to give them meat in due season. Blessed is the servant whom the Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing. Amen. James said in the fourth chapter, verse number 13, go now ye say, Today or tomorrow we will go into such a city and continue there a year and buy and sell and get gain, whereas you know not what shall be on the morrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. For that you ought to say, if the Lord will, you shall live and do this or that. Therefore, there should be no difference in how you live today than if you were on your deathbed. Do you know that? Live like this is your last day to be with those you love. You know, Jesus, he noticed the little man up in the tree. Most folks today would have passed him by. But Zacchaeus is up in the tree and Jesus stopped. He noticed him. He said, Zacchaeus, come down. I'm going to your house today. Jesus noticed blind Barnabas when most people would have passed him by. But he heard him crying out, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And they were trying to quiet him down, but he cried out the more, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy upon me. And Jesus noticed him. Jesus noticed the lady that had the issue of blood that sought many physicians, but rather grew worse lost a lot of weight, kept getting worse and worse. But she's in that crowd, the great big crowd that was strong in him. He said, somebody touched me. Who touched me? Well, you see, we're all touching you. No, but somebody touched me by faith. Virtue 
has gone out of me. He noticed her. I start noticing the people that God puts in our life. Amen. I've, I've tried to start doing that. I want to start noticing more. Amen. Start noticing the people in your life. If you don't notice them, who will? Perhaps we could begin by noticing our spouse, your children. Live like you're dying. Notice your children. Notice your mother, your father. He's not the old man. And she's not the old woman or the old lady. Notice your colleagues. Notice your classmates. Notice the clerk at the grocery store. Notice your neighbor. Live like you're dying. Just say the things that don't get said. Why don't you say words of love and affection, appreciation and encouragement. Enjoy the people that God has placed in your life. See, this message is about live like you're dying. It only takes a moment to be kind, but the results can last forever. Amen. Live like it's your last day to be with your brethren. You know, I've, I've made up my mind, friend. I am going to treat everybody right. When the Bible says, be kind one to another, loving, merciful. There's a lot of folks I don't agree with, but I believe I can treat everybody right by the grace of God. I don't believe the Bible gives me any reason to be unloving towards anybody. In fact, somebody said, but you don't know what he did to me and what she did to me doesn't the Bible say love your enemies and those that's harmed you? Live like this is your last day with your brethren. Think about if it's your last day to be with your family. It's your last get together. How would you live with your family? How would you treat your children, your parents, your brothers, and your sisters? Live like it's your last day with your companion. Amen. You know what? If we'll start living like this, it'll change our lives. Amen. Live like you're dying. Live like it's your last day to be with your children. Live like this is my last day to set my house in order. Like Hezekiah, 2 Kings 21 in those days, Hezekiah was sick unto death, and the prophet Isaiah, the son of Amos, came to him and said unto him, Thus saith the Lord, Set thine house in order, for thou shalt die and not live. Live like this is my last day to get my house set in order. Live like this is your last day.
to right the wrongs in your life. Live like this is your last day to settle any unresolved matters in general. Live like this is your last day by preparing for life hereafter. Psalm said in the 90th chapter, verse number 12, so teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts to wisdom. God, teach me to number my days so I can apply my heart to wisdom. Live so that you could look at death as gain. That's the way the Apostle Paul lived in Philippians 1.21. For me to live as Christ and to die as gain. Oftentimes in life, we set out with the best intentions to finish the race, but many have dropped out of the race because they could not see or would not remember what's ahead of them. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Abraham Lincoln once said, in the end, it's not the years in your life that counts, it's the life in your years. We know that our life expectancies are ticking away, but so many people live and act like they're gonna live forever. But none of us is capable of holding back our spirit from departing. None of us has the power to prevent our day of death. This is all the more urgent for each one of us that's here to realize it's late. Time is running out. Wake up. Our salvation is nearer than when we believe. The night is almost gone. The end will soon be here. So remove the dark deeds like dirty clothes. Put on the shining armor of right living. Live each day so you can say at the close of the day, I didn't take life for granted today. What about it? Live like you're dying. We begin by living with a sense of urgency. And we continue by living with a sense of eternity. Friend, there's a danger in living life with no sense of eternity. Every one of us is moving along the timeline towards eternity. And when life is over, it is over. We only die once and then we're going to be judged. Hebrew 9, 27, as it is appointed unto man once to die and after this the judgment. Everybody in the world, we're going to break through the barrier between the temporal and hit eternity. It's going to happen. Young, middle-aged, old. And guess what? There's no do-overs. We can't say, well, I messed up. I'm going to go back and do it. No. There's no do-overs. So we live every day knowing that this day 
today has brought me closer to my last day on earth. So what do we do? We fix our eyes on that, not on that which is seen, but on that which is unseen. Because everything I can see is temporal. The things I can't see is eternal. Live like you're dying. If we successfully embrace today as a gift from God and keep in mind that this life is not all there is, we have to prepare in this life for eternity. So we live with a sense of priority. Now I'm going to ask you a question. If you really had a month to live, how would your priorities change? See, I know that people's priority change when they get bad news from the doctor. So, how would you spend the next 30 days of your life? If you're in your right mind, you'll be serious about the things of God. Things you'd let slip, possibly. All of a sudden, your priorities come back like they really need to be. Today, we see a lot of careless slipshod living and I still hear people say oh I'm just waiting for the Lord to come brother sister my question is not whether or not you're waiting for the Lord to come but how are you living down here that's the question how do you live down here determines whether or not you're really looking for the Lord to come. Would you continue to read the things you've been reading? If you knew you had 30 days to live. Would you continue to watch the things you've been watching? Would you continue to say the things you've been saying? Would you continue to go to the places you've been going if you only had 30 days to live? Would your church attendance improve would you spend more time praying seeking the face of God if you just had 30 days to live would you spend more time reading the Bible would you dress the way you've been dressing would you repent of all the jealousy and bitterness and unforgiveness would you continue to hold that grudge if you knew you had 30 days to live, live like you're dying. Now's the only time we own to do the precious will of God. Don't wait till tomorrow because by this time tomorrow, the clock may stand still. Instead of counting the days, make your days count. Live like you're dying means nurturing your relationship with your heavenly father. Let me tell you something, friend. Though blood 
is fresh in your veins tonight. Your bones are full of morrow. You know not how short time may be. He was not sick, nor was he in fear of sickness, who said, so, so, take thy knees. You've got much laid up for many years. Eat, drink, and be merry. He wasn't sick. He had no fear of being sick. But God said, this night, thy soul shall be required of thee. The clock is ticking. And you don't get a second shot. So here's what I want us to do. Commit to a no regret life. Because where are you going to be one minute after you die? Don't you think it's time to start thinking about the hereafter? Live each day so you can say at the close of the day, I didn't take life for granted today. What about it? Live like you're dying. Thank you for listening. If you found this message helpful, please share this episode with your friends on Facebook, Messenger, or your favorite social media. If you have questions or suggestions, please message us on Facebook by searching Living the Good Life Show. A big thank you to Sister Rachel Fowler for all of her editing expertise. Until next time, keep living the good life.